From Linkly, it's how I got here. The stories behind the youth, high school, college, and professional sports journey, where it leads, and what we learn along the way. I'm Corey Kosky, and on today's show, we have the 2019 NCAA Inspiration Award winner, gymnast Maggie Nichols. From the time she was three, Maggie Nichols spent countless hours in the gym to shape herself into a world-class gymnast. Missing time with friends, holidays with family, high school football games to pursue that dream. She qualified for her first national championship at age 13. Over the next five years, she earned a silver and bronze medal in the U.S. all-around competitions, as well as a bronze medal in the uneven bars and floor exercises. She was a part of the gold medal winning world championship team. In short, she was among the best. She was on a path to be an Olympian. But with all this training comes injuries. Maggie knew about injuries and she had to deal with a lot of injuries throughout her career. But one injury brought her under the care of Dr. Larry Nasser. And later she became Athlete A, the first to report sexual abuse by team doctor Larry Nasser to the US Gymnastics. This is her story. Tell me about your, your youth experience in sports. Okay, well, I started gymnastics when I was like three years old. Um, I was kind of a crazy little kid when I was um, younger. I was always like climbing out of my crib, climbing over the fence. And I had three other brothers and they're all doing sports and stuff. So I always tried to keep up with them. So my parents thought it'd be smarter to put me in gymnastics where it's a little bit safer. Um, and I was always that kid that wanted to be the best that I possibly could be. And so I moved through the levels quite quickly um, at a young age. And I was already at level 10 at the age of 10, which is not really seen that often. And then I got into elite gymnastics um, quickly after that. And, you know, ever since I was younger, my goal was to make that Olympic team. And, um, you know, I made it to Olympic trials, which is um, incredible in itself. So, uh, you know, my youth journey was definitely um, very memorable and, um, I don't know, very exciting as well. Like, was it since you're three years old that you're like, I want to play, sorry, I want to, I want to make the Olympics or did it become more, uh, as you got older, you, you wanted it more? Um, I mean, ever since I was as young as I can remember, you know, watching the 2004 Olympics, I don't know how old I was, like six or seven. Um, I remember I was like, I want to be there. I want to go there. Um, and so I set that goal when I was super young and every day when I was in the gym, you know, going through the levels and um, getting better every single day, I had that goal in the back of my mind that I wanted to achieve that. And, you know, as I got older and as I, you know, made my first national team and um, started competing around the U.S. and internationally as well, I kind of saw that dream getting more real. Um, You know, when you're younger, everyone wants to go to the Olympics or, you know, stuff like that. But as I actually was on the USA national team, I kind of realized that that dream could actually come true. And so what kind of commitment does it take uh, as far as a time commitment to, to actually make a U.S. national team? Um, I mean, it takes a lot of commitment. For me, I had to only go half day at school and do the rest online just because I needed more hours in the gym. And I lived like 40 minutes away, and so I had to sacrifice going to public school so I only went for like three class periods and then had to leave. Um, also like sacrifice like uh, friend time and family time just because I didn't have time just because I was at the gym most of the day. Um, 
so just kind of stuff like that, which is kind of important for like a teen, I guess. So you kind of have to sacrifice your social life a little bit and family time as well. So when you look back at all that sacrifice you you made uh, as a kid, would you do it again? Yes, probably. You have, um, <laughs> you, because that's one of the what's one of the things that uh, a lot of parents and you know they talk about kind of you know the balance between playing sports and playing uh, and you know this is social and a lot of people don't understand the commitment it takes to kind of go at the high level and it's you know it really sounds like you from a young age you you had your focus and you know exactly what you're willing to do what you wanted to do and you're able and you were able to to really in, in essence go for it and you're willing to sacrifice to make those sacrifices yeah I mean, it can definitely be difficult just knowing that, you know, that goal that you're sacrificing all this for might not come true. And so, I mean, you really have to be driven and motivated to achieve that goal in order to, you know, be able to be successful and make those sacrifices worth it, even if you don't achieve that goal, because you can be successful in other um, in other factors as well during all of that as well. So with all that training how did you stay healthy? Did you get hurt a lot at a, at a young age? Like, because it, that's a lot of, that's a lot of training. Yeah. Um, I got hurt personally quite often. Um, some gymnasts don't really get hurt and then some gymnasts get hurt all the time. It kind of just depends on your body type and how fragile you are and stuff. But I was kind of fragile and, um, you know, I've broken a few bones, had like four surgeries and, um, dislocated kneecaps and stuff like that kind of often and kind of at the worst time. So um, there's a lot of hard things that I had to go through and um, overcome throughout my career as well. How'd you deal with getting injured? Um, I mean, it's definitely difficult when you go through an injury, but for me, every time that I had an injury, I would come back even stronger than I was before just because of how motivated I was to achieve the goals that I set for myself. Um, You know, I set other goals other than making the Olympic team as well, just, you know, making certain international assignments and other competitions and then also the Olympics as well. So when you get injured like that and um, I don't know, for me, it just made me more motivated to come back stronger and to achieve those goals even more. So yeah, it is difficult, but. So when you qualified for your first national championship at, at, at 13 and then over the next five years, you earned silver and bronze medals at the U.S. all around competitions and uh, bronze medals and the uneven bars and floor exercises. And you were a part of a, a gold medal winning world championship team. Mm-hmm. And so, but to not make the Olympics, like maybe talk to me a little bit about like that process, how you process that. Um, I mean, you know, making it to the USA nationals and, you know, winning medals there and then making it on my world championship team and, um, also like Pan American teams as well. It's just, you know, being able to achieve those and knowing that I achieved those is, is still such an honor, even though I came up a little bit short on the Olympic team. But, you know, many people don't really get the opportunity to, to travel international and compete for the USA. And being able to say that I that I did so and I was successful doing so is just an honor in itself. And, um, you know, I'm proud of what I did and how far I made it. But to, to do what you did, uh, is, uh, from somebody who's not a gymnastics guy, I find impressive <laughs> because anytime yeah. you compete internationally, um, it's, it's an impressive and especially to compete and, and do so well internationally. 
what I read is that you know you have you have your knee injury, and then the first time you you interact with uh, uh, Doctor Nasser, um, maybe talk kind of about that. Mm-hmm. Um, well, the first time that it did happen to me, I was at um, a World Championship Selection Camp at the ranch, and I was having like really bad back issues and stuff like that. And he was the doctor because he was like the main main guy that was there. Um, but I knew what he was doing, like, wasn't right. Cause I've obviously with throughout my injuries, I've been to many therapists, many doctors, and no one's ever done a treatment like that on me before. Um, but it took me a while to ask anyone or say anything to anyone. Um, but you know, I said something to my coach and then also asked some of the other athletes if he was doing that to them and, um, ask if it was normal and all that kind of stuff. And, you know, I'm really glad that I did speak up and say something just because of how wrong that wrong that this treatment was. And, um, you know, seeing it all unfold now and um, all the people that have come forward, it's just I feel great that I did say something just because of how horrible it was and um, how many people were affected by it. So after uh, you deal with something like that, like how do you you know, how do you go forward? Because I notice in your Twitter accounts and stuff like that, you talk a lot about, about your faith in Christ and you talk about, uh, um, you know, as you know, you, you cite, you know, biblical verses. How, how that has your faith kind of helped you through this stuff? Yeah, I mean, it's definitely helped me a lot just because for me, knowing that I can turn to him and turn to his scripture and his word is makes me feel comforted and um, just to know that I can lean on him and know that he's always there supporting me. This really helps me get through the hard times. And so, you know, when I was going through this difficult time, that's just something that kind of was like an out, outlet for me and kind of got my mind off things. Did you ever ask the question, um, why me? Uh, why, why are you allowing this to happen to me, God? I mean, definitely. I think that definitely crossed my mind many times, especially, um, like when things were public and everything like that, just because it was definitely difficult um, knowing that it did happen to me. Um, But I knew that he had it happen to me just because I could use my platform to help other people. And um, if someone else is going through the same thing, that I could help them. And um, he knew that I was strong enough to handle it. So, And so what would you say to other people other kids are going through something similar and are afraid to tell uh, either their parents or their coaches, Mm -hmm. what would you say to them? Um, I mean, I would just tell them to speak up and to say what's happening to them and just to tell them that they're not alone because many people are going through the same thing and that um, if they speak up, it'll be better in the long run and that they can um, find help and find closure and that if they speak up, they have people to talk to, people to lean on to. And um, if they know they're not alone, that will just help them. And um, I know for me, when I spoke out and told people, it definitely helped me and felt like a weight lifted off my shoulders. So I would just tell them to be strong and be courageous and talk to the people that they can trust. So how did you find closure? Um, I, I just really leaned on the people that I could really trust and um, – feel comfortable with. I mean, it's definitely a very touchy and hard subject, but um, for me, I just really went to the people that I could trust, my teammates, my family, my friends, um, 
Um, just talk to other people that went through the same thing, like Allie Raisman and other people that were affected by the same stuff. For those of you who don't know, Larry Nasser was sentenced to 60 years in federal prison on child pornography charges in which he admitted to. Also, he has been sued by more than 125 women alleging abuse. How prevalent is abuse in our sports? According to an article on ESPN.com, Kimberly Norris, an attorney who specializes in these cases, said sexual abuse of youth by adults other than their parents is frighteningly prevalent. Across the board, one in four girls and one in six boys under the age of 18 will be a victim. The highest risk areas are those that are allowed for one-on-one -on -one adult child interactions, often at the elite level. Those activities that involve body positioning, such as swimming and gymnastics, exacerbate the risk because of touching as a part of the training. So how do you protect your child? Be involved. Parents, keep it open line of communication early and often with your child and work hard to keep that dialogue going. Talk to your kids about good touch and bad touch and make sure they feel comfortable coming to you if something doesn't feel right. Regularly check in with your kids. Ask them what was good and what was bad about practice and if anything made them feel uncomfortable. Look for red flags that all is not well, including a child shutting off communications and if communication has been a norm in the past. If you want more information about what to look for and how to protect your child, go to www.stopitnow.org. That's www.stopitnow.org. If you're an athlete and you're getting abused or have been abused, just know that you are not alone. There are a lot of people who have gone through something similar and there are resources out there to help you. Report it. Tell somebody, tell law enforcement, tell somebody you trust, or you can call the National Sexual Assault Hotline at 1-800-656-HOPE. That is 1-800-656-4673. And you can go to their website at rain.org. That's www.rain.org. Org. Hey, thanks for listening to the show today. If you like this show or any other of our shows, make sure to give us a five-star rating on iTunes. If you want to read stories written by our guests, you can do that on www.linkly.com. Don't forget to sign up for our weekly newsletter so you don't miss any of these stories. Make sure to check out our social pages. We have them all. Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram, and Twitter. If you have any suggestions for our show, please write us on Facebook. I'm Corey Kosky, and you've been listening to How I Got Here from Linkly. Special thanks to Wade Beavers and our friends at the restaurant Agriculture. <laughs>